Cable Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you five times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. But say, fellas and girls, have I got a real thrill for you tonight. I brought an old friend of mine here to the studio that I'm mighty proud to have you know. He's the world-famous automobile speed driver, Ab Jenkins. Now, Ab Jenkins, as you know, is the holder of more speed records than any other man in the history of sports. He's driven more cars over more miles at faster speed than any other man alive. And boy, that's saying something. Now, tell us, Ab, what's the fastest speed you've ever driven out there on those Utah soft flats where you set all those world records you hold? A little beyond 225 miles an hour. You know, my records are on a circle. Boy, I understand you hold every existing world speed record on a circular track. Is that right? That's right. Well, listen, uh, Ab, what about the famous 500-mile race at Indianapolis? Uh, what's the world's record in that race? Well, that, re- that record is 117 miles an hour, while my record for 500 miles is 171 miles an hour. Boy, oh boy, that's traveling. But listen, Ab, what's the farthest you've ever driven a car in one day? 3,744 miles. 3,744 miles in one day? That's right. Alive, how far is that? That's just about 700 miles farther than from New York to San Francisco. You mean you never got out of your driver's seat during the entire run? That's right. Well, don't you make stops at the pits or something like that? Yes, we stop every two hours for gasoline, and the average stop is below one minute. That's changing four tires, taking on 100 gallons of gasoline, checking the oil and water, and greasing the car thoroughly. Boy, all in one minute. That's See, <laughs> that's a mark for even the skelly man to shoot at. Well, mm-hmm. listen, Ab, I haven't told these fellas and girls quite everything about you. We all know that you're the world's greatest speed driver and also that you're known as the world's safest driver, having driven over two million miles without as much as a single accident. But what I haven't told them is that you've just been made the mayor of Salt Lake City, Utah. You're right, and only by 51 votes. And if it hadn't been for the boys and girls, I don't think I would have gotten the 51 votes. Well, uh, listen, how, how could the, the uh, boys and girls elect you mayor of Salt Lake City? Well, you know, they sort of had straw votes in the schools and then would go home and uh, almost compel their parents to vote for me. <laughs> they kind of got out and campaigned for you. How about you? Did you make some campaign speeches? No, I never made one campaign speech, never had a paid worker, and never spent a cent. Well, boy, all I can say for those fellows and girls out there in Salt Lake City is that they sure like you. Uh, Ab, just one more question. You do an awful lot of driving in different kinds of weather in different parts of the country. What do you have to say about the kind of gasoline a person should use? Yes, I do cover the entire country and did a lot of driving last year for the American Hammered Piston Ring Company. Uh, I always try to get the gasoline that's specially blended for the kind of weather they have in that part of the country in which I'm driving. Oh, uh, uh... Tailor-made gasoline, is that right? You're right. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know, Ab. Well, say, thanks a lot for coming up here tonight, Ab. It was a real treat to see you again. You're you're entirely welcome. And say, I'm going to be out there, although I am mayor, trying to break the records that I now hold next April. Why not come out and take a ride with me? Well, now, thank you a whole lot. We'll sure try to do it. And thanks a whole lot to you, Ab Jenkins. And now to Captain Midnight. With Bud Conley sick and delirious and tied on the floor of the plane, Chuck Ramsey is attempting a downwind takeoff from the narrow forest clearing in order to fly the dangerously sick Conley to a hospital. 
Captain Midnight, Major Steele, Patsy Donovan, and the friendly miner, Ben Gillis, are watching with bated breath. Listen as Patsy says... Hurry, Chuck, hurry. Get that plane up. Look, Captain Midnight, look. If the plane doesn't start climbing now, it'll crash into those trees. He's trapped in that dead air in the hollow. Well, we don't know for sure. From here, we can't tell how fast he's going. He may have built up more speed than we think. I can't stand here and watch him bust into them trees. He's too swell a kid. Look, Captain Midnight. Look, Major Steele. Great Scott, look at that nose come out. Shut up, boy. Shut that up, boy. That's doing your stuff. Why, Cricky, I didn't think it was possible. He's up. He's clearing those trees at the end of the field. He's safe. Yes, he's safe. So is Bud Connolly, at least for the moment. Well, I'm glad that's over. I'm all dripping with perspiration. I'm so weak I can hardly stand. <laughs> I'm no better off, Major. Well, I'm kind of shaky myself after watching all that. I'm so happy I could sing. Chuck's out of his field, and I know he'll get through now. See, that was one of the prettiest takeoffs I ever saw in my life. I'm telling you, Captain, it was tough. I know many a pilot that wouldn't have been able to make the grade. Uh, so do I, Barry. Plenty of them. Well, that there kid Chuck sure knows a lot about these here airplanes. Hey, where did he learn all that? <laughs> well, the reason Chuck can fly so well, Mr. Gillis, is standing right beside you. Yes, Mr. Gillis. Captain Midnight here has taught Chuck all that he knows. Thunderation. Well, then I guess Captain Midnight must be even better than Chuck. Oh, come on now. Enough of that. I showed Chuck a few things, too. But it wasn't handling the controls perfectly that looked so good to me, as it was the exhibition that he gave a quick thinking. When he felt himself sinking down in that dead air in the hollow, he didn't get panic-stricken and fly and fight against it. Although he saw those trees at the end of the field rushing at him, he waited until he knew the plane had enough flying speed to stand it, and then he pulled her up. Well, I'll be willing to bet this. If he hadn't have been able to pull the nose up when he did, another ten feet forward and he'd have been sunk. Gosh, I'll say he sure didn't have anything to spare. Well, I still don't know how he done it. Ah, that is another thing that I like. Did you notice how Chuck turned to the left just as he came to the trees? Yes, uh, I saw that. And I think it was the one thing that gave him lift enough to get over those trees. Well, I saw Chuck do that, but I didn't understand just why. Well, as you probably noticed, the wind has been blowing straight from the south. Well, a little while ago, when Chuck and I were talking over the takeoff, Chuck called my attention to the fact that the wind had shifted slightly to the west. Say, you're right. I hadn't noticed it before. Chuck said that he would have to turn to the left of it in order to use the extra lift from the wind on that side. And he was absolutely right. You've always got to turn into the wind if you want to climb fast. Oh, you've sure got to hand it to Chuck. He notices everything. Well, he's safely on his way. We'd better get back to our camp. Thank goodness the Spartan's radio is still functioning so we can communicate with Chuck, at least for a while. Well, I guess I'll be leaving you people. I've got to be getting on back to my own camp. Well, you're welcome to come over with us if you'd like to. Much obliged, Captain Midnight, but... I've got to be getting some work done while my partners are away. So I'll just be getting on back. Well, I I can't tell you how grateful we are for the help you've given us. Shucks, that wasn't nothing at all. To think that a fellow's life may be saved is sure good enough for me. Say, tell me one thing. Is there anything else I can do for you? You sure you got enough grub? Yes, yes, and thanks a lot. Chuck will be back for us tomorrow. We've got more than enough to last until then. Well, so long, then. I'll be seeing you. Goodbye. Well, thanks a lot, Mr. Gillis. Thanks for your help, Mr. Gillis. Oh, uh, by the way, Patsy, where's your mother? Well, she stayed at the camp, Captain Midnight. She was worn out from taking care of Mr. Conley. Yes, Mrs. Donovan needs a good long rest. Yes, she does. She's been through a lot the last few weeks. When we get back to the States, I'm going to see that she takes it easy for a while. Well, I certainly hope Chuck makes it to Ridgeville. He's got to make it. Think of Conley's wife and those four children. Gee, Major Steele, Ma said it might be too late already. She said she didn't know whether Conley could stand the trip. Well, if Chuck can get through without any trouble, I think there's a good chance. 
I told him to radio ahead and have an ambulance with a doctor and a nurse meet the plane. How often is Chuck going to radio us? Every half hour. Oh. On the hour and on the half. Now, wait a minute, let's see. 25 minutes after 4 now. His first broadcast will be in 5 minutes. We don't want to miss that. So come on, let's get over to the plane. We've only got about 30 seconds to go. Oh, sure, I'm anxious to hear Chuck's voice. I couldn't bear the thought of something happening to him now. He'll be all right, Mrs. Donovan. You wait and see. He's probably talking to Ridgeville right now. As soon as he gets through, he'll call us. Is he going to call us on the Spartans' wavelength? Yes, that's what we agreed on. I thought it was better because there's no chance of any mistake. Well, wait a minute here. I'll switch the receiver on now. How long do we have to wait now? Only a very few seconds. We'll hear Chuck's voice very shortly, Mrs. Donovan. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Come on there, Patsy. <laughs> Why the faraway look on your face? <laughs> oh, gosh, Major Steele. Uh, I was just thinking back to the last few days at Senor Paredes' hacienda. We sure had a swell time. And you know, I don't know why, I was thinking about a certain person. <laughs> Who's that? This nephew of Senor Paredes? The one called Pebbles? No, Major Steele. <laughs> although Pebbles is a swell kid. I was thinking about that pilot named Zollinger. Yeah. It's a coincidence, Patsy. I was thinking about him this morning. There was sure something mysterious about him. I wonder why he was working for Ivan Shark. Well, he didn't tell me the whole story, Patsy, but he promised he would sometime in the future. But I can tell you this much. He was just as anxious to see Shark captured as we were. Some personal motive, I suppose. Yes, that's it, I imagine. But he's going to tell me all about it when I go back for Pinky Slim and Pebbles. Gee, what's going to happen to Zollinger? It's something I don't know, Patsy. But after what Zollinger did for us, I'm going to see to it that he gets anything he needs. Is he a good pilot? Yes, I think he's an A-1 pilot. Well, if he needs a job, I'll see that he gets it. Well, I'll talk to him when Jeff I get... Ramsey calling Captain oh, Midnight. There's Chuck now. Captain Midnight. Answering Chuck Ramsey. Go ahead, Chuck. Everything okay. Flying at 2,000 feet. Engine turning over swell. Visibility unlimited. Special report. Just after making takeoff from small clearing, passed over excellent landing field about two miles north. May be necessary to use on return. We'll call again on the hour. Chuck Ramsey, signing off. Well, that's that. I'll switch the receiver off. Oh, praise be the saints. Maybe Chuck will get to Ridgeville after all. Oh, you oh, bet he will, Ma. That takeoff was the worst part. Oh, you'll get there all right, Mrs. Donovan. You wait and see. Gosh, Captain Midnight, if Chuck is coming back for us tomorrow morning, shouldn't we be doing a lot of things to get ready to leave? <laughs> you bet we should, Betsy. We'd better get at them right away, too. But we'll come back here every half hour to hear how Chuck's getting along. Come on now, Patsy. You and I will... almost time for another radio message, isn't it, Captain Midnight? Yes, Patsy. We should be hearing from Chuck in another few seconds. Why, of course. You might be ahead of time. Oh, sure, and don't. Let's be missing him. Uh, hadn't you better switch the radio on, Captain Midnight? Yes, Mrs. Donovan. I'm going to do that right now. I just didn't want to waste any juice. This ought to be Chuck's last message, hadn't it? Didn't he say the last time that he was getting close to Ridgeville? Yes, Patsy. He estimated Ridgeville at uh, ten minutes after nine... Yeah, it's almost nine o'clock right now. I... Listen, something's coming in over the radio. Yes, I hear. I'll see if I can tune it in a little sharper. Chuck Ramsey calling Captain Midnight. There's Chuck now. Yes. Captain Midnight answering Chuck Ramsey. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm approaching Richfield Airport now. Have radioed ahead for ambulance, doctor, and nurse. They're waiting for me now at the field. Are you all right? Yes, Chuck, yes, we're fine. But exactly how far are you from the airport? I'm close to airport. If my engine should quit, I could glide in. Don't worry about me. I'll return for you tomorrow. Just one thing more, Chuck. How is Bud Conley? Conley's same as when we took off. Still delirious. We'll have him in hospital in another ten minutes. Chuck Ramsey, signing off. Great work, Chuck. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Well, Captain Midnight is well pleased over the splendid job of flying Chuck has just completed. But the famous pilot wouldn't have been happy at all if he had dreamed of the heartbreaking separation in store for him and Chuck. What is going to happen to Chuck? For the answer, don't miss the next adventure. Tune in to Captain Midnight. And say, wasn't it exciting to hear from that world-famous speed driver, Ab Jenkins, who appeared on tonight's program? I just wish you could meet him personally, because he's one fine fella. And did you hear what Ab Jenkins said about tailor-made gasoline? Well, you tell your dad about that, won't you? And tell him the place to get genuine tailor-made gasoline is at your Skelly service station. Yes, sir. Good old Skelly Aeromax. The gasoline that's tailor-made for quick starting and smooth performance in your kind of weather. Tell him about Skelly Tagoline, too. The tailor-made winter motor oil. Your Skelly man gives you the real combination for winter driving pleasure. Get your folks in the habit of stopping at the Skelly service station. They'll be glad you did. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Well, Chuck and Captain Midnight evidently have saved Bud Conley's life. But how are Captain Midnight and the others going to get out of the dense forest? And what about Ivan Shark? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy.